0: We don't want to grow
1: up. Oh, we just want to be old. Hello and welcome back to Grin and Barrow with me, Rebecca. And as usual, we have Mr. James Perry. Hello. And Mr. Declan Barry. Well, hello. I'll we'll just shoot straight into the first question. Let's do that. <laughs> so the first question is does
0: faith exist? I used to think... On
1: it, any yeah. circumstances, it doesn't matter what think, it
0: is. I used to think it did, but now I'm not so sure. Um, I think making de- making decisions exists.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> That's my thing now.
1: Making decisions exist. <laughs> Shall we rephrase yeah. the question? <laughs>
0: making decisions exist, so that overrides faith.
1: Okay.
2: I, I hope not. Well, if, well, it's two sides. In some ways... It would be nice if it did, but then it would really uh, be a bit counterproductive of putting any effort into the anything. Counterproductive? Counter-
0: Counter- <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? Counterproductive? <laughs> you mean, no, hold on. Counterproductive? The, the, no, no, counterproductive or bucked Counter-
2: <laughs> <laughs> It would be a bit counterproductive. There we uh, go. Then, uh, to put oh, any effort there. into anything. So, no, I, I don't like luck and I don't like fate. So, uh, yeah. I hope not.
1: But would you want to know, if fate did exist, would you want to know what your fate was?
2: Yes, oh, absolutely. God, no. Oh? oh no, I, I don't absolutely.
1: think I would want to know.
0: I definitely want to know what the hell's going on.
1: Least,
0: really? Oh, God, at least you can prepare for it. Oh, absolutely.
2: But then that would change it.
1: Yeah, because you would know what was going to happen.
2: That's all right. I'd make it more manageable for me. Absolutely. But that, that's so that's the reason why it's bollocks. Because well, uh, hold on a minute, we're talking about that,
0: we're talking about a head yeah. thing Everybody No, I, I <laughs>
2: mean, that, that's exactly my point. That's the reason it's bollocks. It's if you knew that let's say James, everything's gonna go swimmingly until the fifteenth of December twenty twenty nine, whenever you're gonna get reversed over by a tractor. Right? Yeah
1: and that and this happens. God the bless
0: you. The 29th of December, I'd make sure I'm not on a farm that day.
2: Well, then, there you go. That's why it's bollocks. You're going to go, I don't want to get hit by a tractor on that day. So, oh, so it's
0: decisions, it's not faith.
2: It's mm-hmm. decisions. No, there's there's chance. I believe in chance.
1: I feel like we're playing Monopoly right now, but yeah.
2: <laughs> where's, my, pon- where's my twenty two hundred Fine. Never going to see that. But you can't do it. There's chance. I would I would say there's chance and I would say there's uh, some concept around luck, but not fate. Fate, fate takes too much out of our it
0: is, is coincidence and fate the same thing?
1: I don't know whether coincidence is a real thing.
0: Well, people would say to you that it's coincidence that two people have made as instance happen and therefore it's not luck, it just occurs. Mm-hmm. That's so, and then other people, Mad men, who I would listen to in Audible, would talk about the quantum physics bit of this and the energetical field and all that sort of stuff. And how, so I, I actually have a wee bit interest in that, but um, that's interesting, but head-racking at the same time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if you think too much about it, it, so it gets a wee bit like, whoa. So, and yeah.
0: The, the other side, so the whole New Age, I'm not going to say bullshit or claptrap, but near enough. There's two things to this. Number one is the quantum physical thing, that you can't create this stuff. Mm. And you hear others in the same bloody sentence saying, but like, let life flow
2: and all this. So you don't fucking know. Like, you just have to go with what the hell's happening. Yeah. But the other thing is people will say, like, uh, I was meant to do something. Right? I was meant... You always hear these people who are musicians and they go, oh, I was meant... To, I always felt from I was a child, I was meant to be a musician... Yeah, that's because you got up every fucking morning, and you learned how to play an instrument, and you started networking with musical people, and then you started writing songs, and then just remarkably, you became a musician. Mm. You know, if 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 it existed, it would be I would become a musician, having never lifted an instrument in my life, doesn't know how to play any music, and can't read it either. But all of a sudden, they've got a number one. It, it's not the the old Greg Dorman oh, yeah. thing that the harder I practice, the luckier I get. That's right. I, I, oh, I'm I. not going to say it, no. I'm not going to say it. I was going to say something crude there, but sure. There you go. <laughs> a, f- a filter has been identified.
1: A filter? It's Greg Norman. <laughs>
0: He's my kryptonite.
2: <laughs> of, of, of any
0: person in the entire world, Greg Norman's done it.
1: So, yeah, I'm going to go with yours. like, the decision thing is right. Because if you wanted to be a musician, you're not just going to pick up something random and be like, yeah, number one. You have to do the practice or put the time in. But that, was so, yeah.
0: subcon- but that would have been subconscious decision-making. You don't even know you're doing it. Yeah. yeah. It's still being made by your subconscious deep down. So it is product of decisions. Everything is.
1: But then I think it's another case of, like if you are musical and you can pick up an instrument and you, if you play one instrument, you can understand the next instrument. So it's just, it is practice. But if you know one instrument, usually you can move that onto something else or onto a different instrument. So it's kind of, yeah. You just, as you say, subconsciously, you do know what you're doing.
2: And it's the genetic lottery as well. Some people are just, they're built with that kind of coordination or that kind of, you know, whatever. But I I don't believe it's predestined I think people make it happen.
1: Yeah. It's kind of strange, though, because my three brothers wouldn't really be, two of them are sporty, one of them is more into tech, but they wouldn't be kind of, what would you say, into, like, music and film and all that. So that's where... I kind of came into that role, but they anything I would like quote or whatever, they're like, "What are you talking about?" So yeah, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> so we're going to go with decisions or genetic lottery.
2: Yeah, that feels okay. right. Okay, okay. But the, but with how long, Perry's pondering here?
1: I know I not he? He's saying? sitting like, here. The finger, he's like no. the,
2: the the fingers kind of not quite picking his nose, but just underneath it, as if he wants the. Did I shave my something. mustache this morning? <laughs> uh, what? What did you say?
1: i shaved my mustache this morning
0: <laughs> oh no go on to the next question then you cheeky bitch i'm not going to answer
2: anything then. oh, oh.
1: <laughs> oh and shots like that all right. all right
2: shots fired shots fired
1: okay i've got my bulletproof bu- bu- vest on we'll move on so the second question is who was the most interesting or crazy teacher you've ever had
0: oh geez that's easy enough for me Go on,
2: because I have to think.
0: Uh, but having said that, it wasn't particularly crazy, but incredibly eccentric. And whenever you were younger, incredibly scary. Miss, are you ready to say names? They're not going to hear this, rather. No.
1: Nah, well, <laughs> just say names.
0: It's fine. Mrs. Mrs. Taggart in Crossgar School.
1: Oh, I remember that woman.
0: The French teacher. Okay. Now, she had a fearsome reputation. Mm-hmm. Fearsome. But the one thing... I called her Fiona now because I think I called her Fiona a couple of times in the fifth year. Um, she was incredibly fair. And I mean incredibly fair. So she would have been eccentric, she was out there, she was loud, she would have shouted, she would have roared. But if she knew that you were a decent child she would have stood up for you and she stood up for me a couple of times um, on something. So she was my form teacher in fourth year, fifth year. Mm-hmm. And something happened to me in first year or second year it was and it, it, it cropped up again and she made damn sure it was stamped out because she knew it was bullshit and I've always had a great respect for her
2: so she was very very good about being fair
1: mm-hmm. mm,
2: that's interesting I wouldn't have had I was Mr. 60% all the way through school so I never really had that great relationship with my name and teacher so there were a couple that stood out but there was one the only one that really stood out was the one that I couldn't stand that's <laughs> the only one to this day I can really remember I remember doing maths Doing my maths a year early and and getting it, and then they made me because I went to a grammar school. I didn't want to do it, but they forced me to do like this advanced maths, additional maths thing. And I was like, I hate maths. I don't want to do it. Can I not just have the free periods? Do just not. To- do
0: not. Talk down on God's <laughs> language of the universe. Okay, it's.
2: Been- I'm not. I'm not talking ah, it brilliant. down. I just didn't like it. I wasn't very good at it. I was good enough to pass it at GCSE, but I was like, I don't. I'm. I'm not going to be a mathematician. Med- I'm not going to be an accountant. I'm not going to. You know, I don't need this. I would rather have free periods and go off and do something that interests me. <laughs> um, and uh, they put me in this room with this teacher, who obviously understood my feeling towards the whole thing and she gave me nothing but abuse for two years like literally or for a year nothing but abuse because i used to get out to go to sport and i would almost always be whenever her class was scheduled and it was never planned but she used to think i used to schedule these things like i could like i could influence when schools scheduled and their school matches and stuff but it was like you'll never pass this You're literally telling me you're not going to pass this you're wasting your time here in this class you shouldn't be i was like all right, fair enough. I did pass it, but it was more out of spite than it was anything else. I can't even remember her name now, but I remember thinking she was a complete bitch. Um, and it was, but it was even her attitude. It was the ones who were into Maz and really liked Maz, and there were a lot of them. It was like, oh, they were they were like her children, and the rest of us were just like bastard cousins that she had to kind of entertain for a wee while. So. I don't know. I, I had a couple. And then there were a couple of language teachers like that, that, that really loved the kids that were talented in that way. And the rest of us was there. There was this woman. And I always used to think she looked, She used to remind me of like the, the count in, uh, in the Muppets. Because <laughs> she used to wear, do you ever remember teachers used to wear, Rebecca, this is probably long gone by the time you went to school. James, you might have had a couple of them. You know the ones that used to wear like the big black cloaks, like the big teacher's cloaks?
1: You go to Hogwarts or Hogwarts?
2: It was like that. It was like that. The <laughs> word.
1: Did you say there, Hog- a- Hogwarts. Harry Potter.
2: <laughs> I think I think we're all struggling today, but it was like there were like these big uh, black cloaks that they used to wear. I think it used to be to keep their maybe whenever they used blackboards, maybe it was supposed to keep their clothes clean from a them.
0: A bit like the cloak of uh, Bishop Len Brennan.
2: Aye, it was a bit like that. Aye. Ah, but she used to wear this, like but whenever she used to turn it used to be like a big sweep and the whole cloak used to go up and she was a fearsome woman she was one that used to gulder her across a football field that you you'd to hurt her uh, but uh, yeah but I was pretty I was pretty lucky in general most of my teachers I kind of you know mutual respect thing and it was it was all fine but Jesus' that Maz teacher I wish I could remember her name because delight I'd take great delight in naming her and calling her a dick <laughs>
1: I kind of had the same. I had two teachers in tech when I was there, Tim and Jackie. If they're listening to this, hello. But,
2: uh, <laughs> hi Tim, hi Jackie. <laughs> Here, Tim, I, Jackie,
0: you're dicks. <laughs> I know that's coming. No, they're I'm, not. No,
1: they're not. They were great. They were great. Okay, yes. Okay. No. So, but the one teacher I remember is Mr. Daly in primary school, and I never. I just thought this is me back in the day in P seven. There's no point. I didn't want to do the 11 plus. There, I seen no point in me doing it because I was going to have to do tests in first years in Conkills anyway to see what like class was going to be put into. So we used to, I used to get given a load of books to do while everybody else was doing their 11 plus. So I would have been reading history books and all that. But every day at two o'clock for the R, he always read Goosebumps and he put the voices on and he had like, he always ended it in a cliffhanger. And I remember that was class. It was brilliant. So yeah, I think that's what kind of sparked off the whole reading thing too. Because I was doing all of this reading stuff about uh, World War I and World War II and stuff and Titanic and they were all doing whatever else they were doing. So yeah. yeah T- I, think, I think, think some teachers... Think are and
2: all that,
0: old bullshit. <laughs> that, that, that you don't do in real
2: life. I don't know. I think <laughs> teachers need to realise how much of an impact they have. Like, teachers do have a huge impact on people's future confidence and all the rest of it. So, that's why I hope to take it seriously. That's why that woman irritated me so much. So, I was like, if I wasn't generally a stronger person, you could really be putting me on the skids here, you big dick. <laughs> I don't well, hold a grudge either.
1: No, I can see that. No. Shall we move on to Flashcore Freddy from that? <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll do one, and it is, let's see. Any thoughts on vanilla?
0: No, that's too plain.
1: I don't mind a bit of vanilla, but I would like a bit of topping or something on it. Uh,
2: uh, uh, On vanilla?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, if it was ice cream. Vanilla in general. See vanilla candles? No. Just no.
2: No, they make you a bit sick.
1: Oh, they do. Yeah.
2: What about vanilla essence? Oh,
1: I like to put that in cake sometimes. It's nice.
0: What about vanilla in your coffee? Pervert.
1: I'm not a fan
0: of coffee so hold on what, what did Barry say there pervert uh, and what else are you, what else is your point about coffee
2: I know, <laughs> I, know I, I know I am I don't know why people I don't know not know why uh, and I'm going to take a segue just from vanilla for a second but why people feel the need to put external flavors in their cup of coffee is completely beyond me
1: it's like putting sugar in tea for me it's just a no-go
2: is that what 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 the actual? I mean I'm not I, I don't get it. Why do you need it to taste like the only time it's acceptable, sorry, there is a there is a caveat in that statement right. and that is in the two weeks before Christmas, I'll forgive cinnamon. Mm. Chai lattes, oh they're great. They're not but coffee though,
1: so
2: But when you start funnying about with vanillas and caramels and shit like that and a decent cup of coffee, you're a deviant and Right, you Parish priest should be called <laughs> <laughs>
0: to, ex- to exercise to the demon.
2: exercise uh, the demon, um, come here, come here, Father. He's got a vanilla latte. Fucking sort him out. Uh, Fifteen hail marys. who
0: for, for, <laughs> for just to put it into some sort of context here. Mister Barry has got to be in his bonnet with condiments and stuff on the chest <laughs> that's added to certain things, right? If you're wondering why, go back to one or two podcasts ago
2: about the mechanic of smacking a sauce bottle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is a whole other thing. Don't get me started. Now we'll start talking about condiments after if you must, but this is a <laughs> this is an equally uh tantamount sin.
0: So the sin then? Right, okay. But you actually have to go to the bishop to get
2: absolution from that sin. You have to. That's how bad as the priest will do. Yeah, have to, and then he comes. I mean, even they don't mess about. I mean, they know rightly <laughs> whatever they're doing. Whenever, when, whenever they're doing, when the bishop is looking his glass of wine at halftime in mass, he doesn't mess I'm about. Dying. He doesn't mess about with a wee measure like that. He gets the whole fucking chalice and he's necking that. Hold they don't on. mess around. Declan Barry, and it's not my thing anymore.
0: But Declan Barry has just had to go at the whole, the whole foundation of the Catholic Church. Here. Had to go at transubstantiation. Oh my God. <laughs>
2: I'm having a go at the at the halftime, but whenever the priest feels, he can talk for 20 minutes about whatever he damn well feels like. Okay. And everyone's sitting going, come on, come on. There's no need for a long sermon. It's Easter. We've been here for a week already. Come on, lads.
0: Again, I can't believe on in the Sunday afternoon, we've went from vanilla extract to destroying canonical, canonical law of the Vatican.
1: I never thought when I pulled Vanilla out of that tin that's where it would have (laughs) went oh my god Jim's going to have a heart attack if he hears it (laughs) every time you see Vanilla by the way to
2: be very clear I'm not making any statement about the entire mass it's just that half time bit where the priest feels like he can go on for whatever he likes (laughs) His, his sermon or whatever that is I don't have time for that just stick to the bits that's in the bible and let's all get out of here
0: Please, 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 can that be the, the soundtrack, please? I'm not, I'm not gonna have a go with the entire mass.
1: Please,
0: it be the sound has sign. to be. Decide. Oh, oh my god, people of the West, please listen to Dagon Barry, your representative, talking about the religion.
2: Then agree. We have some very good priests over here that don't take liberties with the time during that sermon.
0: Oh my god. You've got
2: five minutes and if you use any more than that we're leaving. <laughs> and even at that, the other bit that gets me oh is after is if I don't leave during communion which is usual because, you know, you don't want to get caught at the back of the traffic. Hold on a minute. If it do, if it do, stay after that. The priests that then take 15 minutes where they appear just to be looking at the ceiling before they actually get on with it. They're
1: looking for Jesus.
2: (laughs) They're they're, they're like saying their prayers after they've done communion, but like some of them do it in about two seconds and then get rattled on with wrapping the whole procedure up. Other ones sit there for 15 minutes staring at the ceiling. (laughs) Sitting there looking, looking around everyone. It's like everyone's going, Jesus Christ, Super Sunday's on at 12 o'clock, lads. Come on.
1: (laughs) Here, that's the thing the holy bread that you get for communion. Hold on a minute. I think it will be. Hold
2: on. I'm not going there. (laughs) I'm going to a certain line. I'm not not going there. The holy bread.
0: Hold on. I don't believe in this anymore, but the holy bread and the foundation of the Catholic Church is supposed to be the body and blood of Jesus Christ. The
1: Holy oh. Bread. <laughs> the Holy Bread. We all used to call Holy Bread. Yeah. Oh, God.
2: And again, yeah. why wafer? Could it not be a bit of wheaton?
0: <laughs> oh, no.
2: Please, can you add both those It's cycles. symbolic.
0: Can, it's, it's symbolic. Not, no, it's not. It's not. Sorry, again, I don't believe this, but I do know that the history of the Church. It's not. that I'm not going to put it into any um, religious
2: differentiation between two major fields of Christianity, right? One is one, one is the other. One is Wheaton,
1: one is Wafer.
2: Would a bit of sardo kill them? You know? Oh my (laughs) God. I didn't believe it. And then then we could get into a wine list. The church could make money out of this. Do you want to think that? Who who makes Buckfast? It'll
1: be this Sunday, Sauvignon
2: Blanc. (laughs) Who who does make (laughs) Buckfast? The monks. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 'Cause they have to sit there all day looking at the scene and they're hammered the whole time. Uh, <laughs> you know I I didn't I didn't think that we were going to talk about cond- condiments and blasphemy in the same sentence. know. I don't think That's any scary. of this has been blasphemous, if anything. No. I'm I'm looking at uh, process improvement. <laughs> I'm just saying
0: oh, okay, okay, Marketing? let's go, let, let's go to the Vatican and do some lean six sigma. <laughs> oh.
2: Yeah. yeah. Now, Father, come on. Did you really have to say that second prayer? One was more than enough. He got the message. Plus, Sunday's God's day
1: off. Let's That's not true. forget that. True. So
2: why are we consistently bothering so him? you're just him?
1: inbox for Monday morning?
2: Yeah, this is just like when you're going, why are you texting me over the weekend? You know I'm not going to read it until Monday. You're, do you know what God does in a second last touch? <laughs> <Free kick?
1: laughs>
0: he, he, made, he made the Dutch. <laughs> That's what they say all the time. The second with God's last, sorry, God's last touch. God's last touch. He be the touch. Second last touch. I don't know what he done.
1: <laughs> no one will.
0: Yeah, let's just say it ran through. Do the you know draft this draft this, draft
2: the, draft. this week. I deleted my personal Twitter account. And Hold I on, it's keeping the ice myself cream keeping myself out of trouble. <laughs> and now I come on at the weekend and do this. And yes, it is the ice cream van.
1: Who wants a poke? No.
2: That's what she said.
1: You. <laughs> <Ew. laughs>
0: The way people in Azerbaijan, Rebecca actually put her hand up to ask. No,
1: that. I didn't mean to. <laughs> right, I think we should wrap this episode up. It's just getting beyond this one. Yeah, Literally. sorry. <laughs>
2: I, before we say goodbye, I would like to apologize to the Catholic Church and all related institutions. <laughs> nuns, reverse. <laughs> the swarm of nuns that have been sent to attack my home. Well, what's
0: going to Please happen stop. now is is that that teacher that you didn't like, with a big cloak, a la Len Brennan, will be charging your house as we speak. <laughs> oh, okay, here by the way, I got my father head stamps yesterday. What? I got my from father from like Royal he, Mail. No, from my post. Not from Royal Mail.
1: <laughs> i oh, meant, like, very
2: dare you suggest <laughs> James would buy stamps from the Royal Mail. I would get stumps with Father Jack's head on. (laughs)
1: That's
2: what
0: it says. It it says that would be an ecumenical matter on one of the (laughs) stumps.
1: So shall we wrap Uh, this one up? Wrap that one up. Okay. So you can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and any other podcast platforms. You can follow us on Instagram at NI and you can email us at NI at gmail.com. And that's it. Thanks. Adios. This entire
2: episode has been ecumenical.